Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? song on my mind all fucking weekend what, what, what's the name of that song we go uh, taliman 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 banana daylight come on me wanna go home what's the name of that song dale that's right dale dale steve Yo, what's happening? Welcome to the emails, the reading of the emails. But before that, yes, please, please, ladies and gentlemen, please go find us and please follow us on our social media platforms under Spearsburg Pod. That's Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spearsburg Pod. Big shout out to Hits, Hits 101. There. Hey, America, welcome back to Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, the ANA podcast, affiliated to Hits 101. Coming up now on the emails with Casey Kasem. With Casey Kasem, number four, Casey Kasem. All right. Um, people don't, how many people don't even know who Casey Kasem is? Anymore? Yeah, we, we, I'm telling you, nigga, we are yeah, old, nigga. Um, you know, something I was supposed to do, and I, and I really wish I would have did it. When I was reading the podcast by Eric Venable last week, I just totally forgot because I think I ended up getting slightly annoyed with him. So I forgot to throw in some a little bit of comedy. But, you know, better late than never. Uh, when he did the thing about when he was saying about how uh, black people d- did the song How to Mend a Broken Heart by Al Green versus the Bee Gees, how we made everything better. And I just said that point about how black people culturally, that's always been ingrained in us to make things better. I mean, even look at, especially in sports, you know, we, when, when sports started out from what, from where it began to where it ended up, how black people dominate sports and, and what better sport than basketball. Ah, basketball. Back in the 40s, when it was a white man's game, before the niggas came around, when it was basic chest passes and regular jump shots and regular bounce passes. Back when the game was as stiff and as cold as a Jewish man's dick. But then the niggas came and they monkeyed it up. All the dunks and dazzling moves, it was just ahem and anarchy. Ah, the apes were out of control. Let's get back to the good old days. Before the niggas came, I'm Brett Butler, yeah? Good day. All right. <laughs> I didn't know where to go with that. You, I, you're not supposed to. I just, that's Dude, my character. I'm from Phoenix, right? Yes. And we have the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. Yes. And the, it's not, I don't know, we have the Phoenix Suns gorilla. That's their, like, their mascot on the floor. Yeah, what's the association? I have no fucking clue. Ah, the niggas love the sun. They bask in it. That's why they're so dark. It's like in Africa. It's hot as hell in Africa. It's where all the monkeys and the apes are. The heat, the bananas. It's a niggas' homeland. 
Well, I didn't think I could make it worse, but I did. Yeah, you absolutely did. You absolutely did. Thank you for setting me up for destruction. Self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction. I also actually want to ask the guys. I don't know. You, you, I don't know if you, of course, you. maybe. Remember that song? The rap song, Self-Destruction? Uh-uh. What? Do it, do it again for real. Well, all the rappers. It was a compilation oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. I want to ask sorry. you guys, in your opinion, to the rap fans, who had the better all-star rap song? Uh, self-destruction, which was all the East Coast niggas, or same gang, which was all the West Coast rappers. Um, y'all know what I'm talking about. Let me know. All right, from Kulsh Soul, this nigga probably just sat up. Probably was in the tub, relaxing. He heard his name, and as he got up, you hear all the water splash. <laughs> all right, uh, double A, my potatus. Okay, so I wanted to know if you both ever watched any of the Comedy Central roasts. Of course we did. Nigga, we comics. The Charlie Sheen roast was amazing. Patrice roasted his ass, and rightfully so, as the last roaster. He killed it. Incidentally, so you guys know, a little backstory on this. Patrice talked about this on Opie and Anthony. He did not want to go last. He fought to not go last, but he felt they fucked him by putting him last. Um, why, why did he feel it was because he felt the audience would be spent and, and and he wouldn't be able to get his thing off the way he wanted to. And he ended up being one of the best roasters. Of course, we know Jeff Ross is the roast master general. I'd love to see you both roasting somebody's ass. Would y'all ever take part in a roast? If so, who would be in your top three people to roast? Would you both be comfortable getting roasted or doing the roasting? Side note, I've never used one word so much in an e- in an email. Really? Nigga, you Indian. Y'all niggas roast shit to death. Roast the curry and the chicken and the lamb. Roast the bread and whatever the bread is we eat. I turned Irish. The bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Appreciate love to you both. Um, Dude, I this is where I, I always, again, go, there's an art to this shit. Um, I've roasted motherfuckers, but I've roasted... Um, yeah, no, I've roasted people in the crowd. I was going to say that might be different from roasting another comedian, but people are people. So if you can roast a regular motherfucker, you can roast a, a, a comedian. The difference is comedians can roast back, where most motherfuckers in the audience, they got one bullet in their chamber, and after they shoot their best shot, they're done, whereas you are a semi-automatic AR-15, and you can wipe out a whole mall. Um I don't know, dude. I wouldn't do a roast unless I really knew I could bring my A game. Unless I really knew who was set up on the dais and who I was going to get. I'd, I'd want to do my homework because I would want to destroy motherfuckers. Does that mean they wouldn't destroy me? I'm sure they would. That's that's a roast. Everybody's a professional gunslinger. But I just would make sure I want, I want to get my shit off. I don't like roasting. You don't? No, I really don't. Um, and one of the reasons I think I don't like it is uh, my comedy really comes from inside me. Like, I, you know, I, talk, I do stories. and I t- Yeah. So for me to really get you, I'm going to have to tell you what I really think about you. And that might not be funny? It might not. Not only is it necessarily not funny, but I, I, I just find it so mean. Because, but that's part of it. Though. It is part of it. But I just I have a hard time being that mean to someone that I might even like, but I'm going to tell you what is horrible about you, right. it's, it, it's, it's hard for me. I, I, I've done a couple roasts. I don't, I don't really like them. Um, it's just not my area. I, I don't mind being roasted. I, I love when people, I, even on the pot, I love when people come at me. It, it's, it's funny to me. Uh, uh, it doesn't, uh, it, it's enjoyable to see myself reflected through someone else's uh, idea. So, yeah, right. whatever, but not my uh, area. Have you, have you, are you familiar with the roast of Doug Williams? Yeah, uh, well, no, it wasn't his. It wasn't his roast. Yeah, became his roast. Folks, if you don't know, one of the coldest roasts ever, Emmett Till. Uh, Emmett Till, Jesus Christ! I was gonna say um, the nigga from Dallas, Emmett Emmett Smith. Smith. Yeah, how the fuck did I do that? The roast of <laughs> Emmett Till, nigga. That's a sketch. That is a sketch. As fucked up as that would be, let me get off that. Um, Emmett Smith was being roasted. Uh, and a comedian by the name of Doug Williams, who happens to be a very sweet dude, uh, got up there to roast him. And, he, and you know, everybody on the dais is subject to being roasted. 
And I guess he fucked with Jamie Foxx, and Jamie had the mic on his lapel, and he was... He was doing jokes about Shaq at the time when Jamie He started got with Shaq. Well, Jamie got him when he was doing the jokes about Shaq. A little bit. But he really got him when he started fucking with Jamie. Yeah. And Jamie was like, I'm your conscience. conscience. These jokes are not working. So YouTube it. He destroys this motherfucker. It was almost sad, but... It was because... You know, most people you it, most people get that kind of attention. They blow up a little bit. It, right. It didn't do anything for it. It didn't help him. Yeah, you're right. But goddamn, and you have to. Live it might have hurt him though. I think it did hurt him because right. you have to live with that. That and it was so. It was so good. Yeah, it really was. I, I, I've watched that I, probably. It felt times. personal, but you know. But it really wasn't personal. I don't think. It, do you think? No, it was personal? I don't think it was personal. But it felt personal. There was. An opening, he got it, and it just it, it took a life of its own. It did. He couldn't stop it once he started. Right. Yeah. There's another joke that didn't hit. And, and and you know, I saw I saw a dude, a comedian who did a response video to to it, and he goes, "I'm gonna first show you the video, and then I'm gonna tell you what I would have done." And before the dude says what he would have done, I already thought it. I said, "Dude, in a situation like that, you have to become loud." You have to out-talk Jamie. What, here's what where Doug fucked up. He let Jamie talk. He let Jamie roast him. Nigga, you got a mic too. You got a gun too. Shoot back. And the whole time Jamie would do his joke, and Jamie would say something to roast him, and the audience would laugh, and they cut to Doug. Doug was almost in the audience. Like, you became an audience member. You let Jamie roast you, you laugh, and you let this nigga keep talking. It's also none of Doug's jokes were hidden at the time, though. Either. That's fine, but when the nigga starts roasting you, yeah. you turn into a loud, drunk Mexican bitch. But Jamie gave him a uh, gave him a minute to try, it, and then he did that joke, and then right. Jamie came back with, and there's another joke that, that didn't, didn't hit. hit. Right, and as Jamie was building the momentum of killing him, Doug just took it. Nah, nigga, you supposed to get laughed. Well, motherfucker, how about that, nigga? You you you, you got to do something, nigga. I'm glad he didn't because it's 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 one of the for an off the cuff just going for it thing. It's one of the funniest things that you could see at the expense of somebody, but it's yep. funny. This is a back to back. I know this nigga's dick about to be hard. Coso, dick is rising up in the tub. Uh, uh, my favorite film ever made, 1980s. I strongly recommend both of you watch this film, especially since at some point y'all will do film reviews of the 80s era. Here is why I feel it deserves to be spoken about and reviewed on your pod. Before I give my reason on why this should be discussed on your podcast, I'd like to provide a brief synopsis of this. And he puts in caps, deeply emotional, heartbreaking drama. Synopsis, the accidental death of the older son of an affluent family deeply strains the relationships among the bitter mother, the good-natured father, and the guilt-written younger son. This film defines dramatic, emotional, and serious film. It should be watch watched for the storytelling. The depth of character and character analysis are worth exploring. 1980s gem of a film. Won four Oscars, Oscars another 15 wins, and 14 nomination. If this film doesn't move emotion, tears in you, then nothing can. Love and Peace Patanas. Oh, okay. Favorite film ever made, Ordinary People, starring Donald Sutherland. You know of it? Yeah, I think I remember seeing it, but I didn't know that I liked it as much as he, he I, liked I, it. I, I, I think if he's talking about what I think he's talking about, I think I saw a preview of it when they were talking about Movies. When CNN did that documentary mm-hmm. where they did movies of the decades, I think I remember them previewing that as one of the movies. So I would have to see it, but that's all I know of it. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't even remember it. Right. Okay. Uh, we will check it out. Well, Kolsch, uh Relax, nigga. Go back to your bath. Uh, turn the heat on. The water's getting cold. <laughs> Uh, get an espresso yeah um, alright Alan Camacho from Allen Houston 
Yo, Aries and Andy, this is my second email to the show. Still in my top three podcast rotation, and y'all not two or three, which means we're number one. I hear y'all talk a lot about gangster movies and TV shows, but y'all haven't gotten to my current favorite show, Snowfall. Dude, I promise you it's on my to-do list. It really is. I kind of forgot about it for a while, but I swear it's on my to-do list. You and Andy need to get on it before season four comes out in February. Y'all going to love it. Keep killing the podcast game. Thank you, brother. You know you know how many shows I've watched since we've been doing this, just trying to find new... New shit you like? Yeah, it, it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of hours. It ain't, it ain't many for me because I, I, I look at some of the, either the previews or the picture of the show, and I, 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 I don't know. I'm just not drawn. Well, but I also watch a lot of documentaries. I, watch I do too. Of, yeah. I like a lot of good documentaries. So it's just a lot of TV. But I, I want to watch that. because. Let me ask you if you're interested in this. Have you seen on Showtime they're doing a documentary about the Go-Go's? I already seen it. You ever seen it? The Go-Go's documentary? Yeah. yeah. How was it? It was good. What, the, as good as the Bee Gees? No. Uh, well, there's more history with the Bee Gees because they were, it, it was a lot longer and they developed, and, and you find out about the the brothers and they passed away. So there's mm-hmm. there's the, the Bee Gees is a band that, you know, was together. They broke up. I found out some things I didn't know about them and I thought I knew most of it. Right. And I'm also still surprised that they were, they weren't inducted and they weren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a lot of bands in there uh, It seemed like they should be in there. Um, the, 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 I wouldn't have put in before the, before the Go-Go's. Mm. But there's a lot of bands, uh, old, older music, that should be in there that's not in there. So mm. they got a long way to go. Okay. Have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because I know we go to Cleveland. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to make up a reason why I would be interested in going there. Twice I, mean, to, twice to, I said I was going to go, and I, and I didn't. Right. And, and when you go there, it, I mean, what do you expect to see? Just plaques and little written stories about the bands? Like, is it really an experience? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know that that has to be on my to-do list. If, is there, there's no Comedians Hall of Fame. If there was, I know I wouldn't be in it. Dude, maybe, maybe we should start one. Start the Comedians and Hall I'm of Fame. I'm the first motherfucker in that. Well, where, where, where would you put the Comedians Hall of Fame? And a place that needs the most laughter, Cleveland. You put it. That's where the. I would put it in Chicago for uh, where Richard Pryor was born. Peoria. Yeah. You would put it in Peoria or Chicago. I'd like to put it in Chicago instead. I put it in Cleveland. Cleveland needs all the cheer up help they could get. <laughs> the cheer up help. <laughs> um, Anthony Dawson Jr. Yo, this is my third email, so I'm a regular now. Oh, this nigga put a number on what classifies you. I love it, boy. Stick your dick on the table. Real quick, I have a question for you and Rick Rubin. Rank the voices. <laughs> rank the voices you would hate to hear most during sex. Cardi B, the white woman from the show The Nanny, Fran Drescher. Hispanic chick from White Men Can't Jump, Rosie Perez. Roseanne or Leslie Jones. Ooh, hmm. Whose voice you would hate to hear? I'm gonna be honest, man. As much as I hate hearing Cardi B talk, I don't think she would be that bad in bed. I think that voice is different in bed. But what? Oh, I see what you're saying. She'd have a different yeah, there's bedroom, a, the, the, a different ooh, bedroom voice. Yeah, the oohs and the ahs might be different from talking. Um, you just think that because she's. Probably the hottest one on the list. Uh, no, I don't. Who's hotter? And in her prime, but not prime. We're talking oh, about right, right now. now. Oh well, yeah, she is. Who Who is your prime? Oh, Rosie Rosie Perez. Yeah. Um. And the white chick from the nanny. That might turn me on. She isn't that. That whiny sounding in real life. You don't think so? She's whiny sounding, but not that that nanny. They so you think that was a more of a put on? They upped the game on that one, right? Um, Roseanne, Ooh. no, I'm Roseanne Barr. Yeah. Is... Ooh, what if she had to sing the national anthem to you? Oh no! What? Oh no! My dick is a dead soldier, nigga. Um, I thought the bitch was white. Um, Leslie Jones. I'm gonna leave that alone. Um. 
I say Cardi B. As the least or the most? What, you, what, what was his question? Who would, you would hate to hear the voices you would hate to hear most during sex. Oh, the hate to hear the most. God damn. I got to go with Roseanne. Yeah, there's a lot that comes with that voice. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Okay. Um, FFB332, Mob Williams. What's up, a and I wrote in a while ago. I was hoping you were going to get to my email, but it's all good. So the question I have is, why do black people have a problem with talking down on O.J. Simpson? Dude, this pizza's fucking you up. Dude, I am having the quarterback is toast out of my mouth. Dude, you got, you got to stop eating pizzas. Well, we're gonna we're gonna Man. get we're gonna salad next Here time. Here we go, uh, please. Healthy chicken salad. Yeah, with uh, pepperoni cheese and marinara on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, such as yourself, because one think about white. Okay, shit, this is short, so let me do, try this again. Because maybe it's me. Hey, what's up, A&A? I wrote you in a while ago. I was hoping you were going to get to my email, but it's all good. So the question I have is why do now black people, why now do? Why now do black people? Right? Try, try to do it in that Asian voice again. Oh, right. So question I have, why do now black people? What makes a little bit of sense, a little bit better. Um, have a problem with talking down on O.J. Simpson as yourself because one, think about white people. You know what was funny? I remember uh, Opie and Anthony was talking about, they played a clip about an Asian woman who, a black woman sat in her uh, pedicure chair. And because she was fat and broke it, uh, the Asian woman wanted to, to sue. And they had the black woman and the Asian woman arguing on camera or on tape. And the black woman said something about her being Asian. And the Asian girl, girl goes, you can't say that. That discrimination. <laughs> and Anthony goes, discrimination? <laughs> you can't say that. That discrimination. Okay. Um, uh, because white people, you would never hear them say Robert Blake killed his wife. And you, and just like OJ... He was found not guilty, but niggas always want to feel sorry for white people. And let's face it, it wasn't like Nicole Simpson was innocent. Well, you know, I guess when a woman sucks another nigga's dick and cheats on her man for stalking him because she don't want to be with him, he's got every right to damn the decapitator. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Some of you people's logic, nigga. Uh, white people did say that... Uh that Robert Blake, I mean, they did a whole, they did a movie of the week on it. Well, here's, I'm going to address this shit, but let, let me finish. Uh, let me get this out the way. Um, and my second question in your Paul Mooney voice, what was your first reaction to the Django, the movie? Love the podcast. And please, I'm asking you, bring back Paul Mooney questions on YouTube. Niggas love the Django because it was a sci-fi for niggas. That was a historical sci-fi. Niggas. <laughs> Whipping and killing white folks in a purple suit. That was real. That was Star Trek for niggas for slavery. That was Star Trek meets Roots. It was beautiful, nigga. What nigga rides in on a horse in slow, dramatic fashion, whipping white men in a purple goddamn satin top. That's why we love that goddamn movie. That was nigga fantasy. Niggas slapping the shit out of white people. It was nigga fantasy. Niggas loved the Django. I like it. That that was a great movie. Um, dude, I'm starting to think some of y'all motherfuckers write these emails poorly because you just want to hear ten dollar a lot of money. I can understand if you write a book and send it in to me and Andy, but when you keep them short and sweet, what's stopping you from going before I send this? Let me proofread this. It's ridiculous. Now, let me address the OJ shit. Dude, you got to understand, OJ was bigger than Robert Blake by a long shot. This nigga was an ex-football star. He appeared in movies. He was good looking. And above all else, what always is the main ingredient for good American dramatic gumbo? Race. It was a black man. It was Othello. 
It was a black man with a white woman mixing some murder. That beats a white man killing a white woman every time. That's why, nigga. They got nothing to do with what you talking about. Like, you know, niggas feel sorry for white people. It got nothing to do with that. OJ was a bigger story. Robert Blake was only one of the little rascals and then Beretta. And that's it. And more people remember the parakeet than the fucking cop. Nigga, what the show with the nigga play the detective? Well, there's a thousand of those. Nigga, the one with the parakeet, Beretta. <laughs> nigga, come on, man. You say cop show with a parakeet, niggas know what you're talking about. We had Simon and Simon, the equalizer, fucking uh, uh, Magnum P.I. Kojak. Kojak, Hunter. You know what I mean? Fucking detective slash, slash cop shows was around in the 80s. T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker. Come on, man. The nigga with the parakeet. Nigga Beretta. Beretta might have been 70s. Late 70s. Yeah. Late, early 80s, 80s, maybe. Um. Yeah, dog. Come on, man. Well, sorry for white people. Got nothing to do with it. Oh, all right. This is from Todd James TJ. Hold on. Forgive me with my fingers and my paperwork. Yo, Aries, I got a, I got a good story for you and Andy, uh, and it's right up your alley. Oh, there you go. Please discuss, if possible, black actor Leonard Roberts recently released an essay on Variety about how he experienced racism on the set of the TV show Heroes. And then he sends me a link. <clears throat> Apparently, his white female co-star, Ali Larder, took issue with doing intimate scenes with him despite the fact that their characters in the show were an interracial couple with a biracial child. But this same actress had no qualms about doing provocative stuff with her white male co-stars. It's a very deep article, and this brother pulls no punches. It seems he's been holding this holding this in for 14 years, and the Black Lives Matter movement made him come out. He came with receipts, too, and 10 witnesses who confirmed everything. What is even more shocking is this white actress went on to star in the film Obsessed with Idris Elba, which was an erotic thriller in which she did intimate stuff with Idris. I guess this woman only wants to do scenes with big name actors like Will Smith and Denzel. If you are a no name black guy, she wants nothing to do with you, let alone hug or kiss you in a scene for a character she's playing. What's even more shocking is Robert's account of the showrunners who enabled the situation. But I love it that this man is holding the actress and the showrunners accountable. Uh, it reminds me of what you said about Alex Borstein and holding her accountable, to which I am paying for it to this day. Um, yeah, man, Hollywood, man. Like I said, it's just a, it's a fucked up business. Um, and, you know, people make adjustments for the brand. That's why I said if Denzel Washington and Idris Elba uh, wanted to stick their tongues down your throat, you say yes. I don't know who, what's his brother's name? It's right there on the first page. Um, was it Leonard? Leonard Roberts was. Still, I still don't know who that is, but, uh, you know, that don't make it any less right. But um, that's show business, man. Uh, would you say it was worse 14 years ago? Yeah. In terms of that, yes. Because, yeah. you know, Negro tongue couldn't meet with white girl tongue. The audience just couldn't handle it. The Negro tongue, it's a historical and scientific fact, was just as big as his dick. Can you imagine? Two girthy long schlongs, one in each hole. That was too much for white stream Maine America. It was scary. Put the women away and lock away the kids. The Negroes are out, and their tongues and dicks are with them. That sounded like an Asian restaurant. What? Long schlongs. Ah, yes. The chinks. <laughs> you hungry? You want, you, you, want, you want some Chinese food, but you want to get filled up by some Negroes. Come to the long slot. <laughs> Where the niggas will fill you up orally and vaginally. Long slots. 
of a Chinese and their partners. Ten dollar. Ten dollar. A lot of yen. (laughs) (laughs) I had fun with that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) We're so done. It's like I don't. I never stood a chance. I never. I'm like that greyhound that never left the box. Oh my god. That's funny. Okay. Oh man. Um shit. It's from Larry Hodges. What up, ANA? I love your show. Please give Andy some ginkgo biloba. Biloba. He sent this to you? No, I just knew what is that ginkgo. It's a uh it's uh herb? I don't know. I just I just hear it talked about. Okay. For for his bad memory. Oh yeah yeah oh, yeah, okay. yeah 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 yeah. It's, yeah. it's painful listening to him not remember names of people. <laughs> also, Jeffrey Wright is a top five actor of the two thousands for me. He played everything from MLK and Boycott to a Dominican gangster in Shaft to Muddy Waters and Cadillac Records. On the George Carlin thing, I don't think it's meaningful to say America is the greatest country, like every other country. We're great at some things and suck at other things. There ain't no greatest. In terms of music, movies, sports, technology, military power, and finance, America is definitely the center of the world. The Roman Empire, baby. Immigrants come here because we make it relatively easy for anyone to follow their dreams here. But uh, buy property and start businesses. Most countries aren't as welcoming to foreigners as America. I can't move to Russia or Korea and open a soul food restaurant. I can't move to Saudi Arabia and open up a strip club. However, America has some huge problems with how we care for our own people. Every country struggles with that, of course. But for such a wealthy and liberal country, we don't have many excuses for why there's so much racial inequality, so much homelessness, so many bad schools, so much violent crime, so many people in prison for nonviolent crimes, and so many people who can't afford health care. On top of that, we have a terrible political system that keeps incompetent old white guys like Trump and Biden in power while making it nearly impossible for anyone under age 60 to get elected and make a difference. And yes, I know Obama was young and became president, but Duke could barely get anything significant done after his first year in office because Republicans wouldn't let him in. Yeah. Seeing how Americans have gone from Bush to Obama to Trump, people in other countries can be forgiven for not believing America is the greatest country when it comes to politics. Uh, I'll take Canada's boring but competent politics over ours any day. Sorry. I haven't watched Good Lord Bird yet, but how can you imply that Frederick Douglass was a cornball because he didn't join John Brown's rebellion? I know Frederick Douglass wasn't perfect, no great leader, he puts in parentheses, but he played an important role in influencing Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses Grant, and other white leaders in the Civil War era. I can't imagine any other black man in his time being able to influence powerful white people as much as he did, and I'm glad he didn't join Brown's suicide mission. I appreciate John Brown's dedication to liberating black people, but if Douglas had died before the Civil War, things might have turned out worse for America and especially black Americans. He was the MLK of the 1800. Here's a link to an article about Douglas. Um, lastly, I encourage you guys to watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. I'm and, watching it. Dude, I'm, I'm really getting close to wanting to watch it. Dude, it's great. I just, I'm like, ah. It's cheesy, but it's great. You got to remember what the Karate ah. Kid was in the first place. It's ah. great. It's a spinoff of the original Karate Kid movies. If you grew up in the 80s, you won't be disappointed. Peace, Larry Hodges. Uh, and then he quotes a line from Will Rogers. Don't let yesterday take up too much of today. Uh, I love, uh, first of all, I just want to say I love that. I, I might try to get some ginkgo below, but just because I liked your uh, letter. Mm. And there was no $10 a lot of money in there. No, there wasn't. Um, yes. And, and there's something John Brown in, in, in the movie that you saw when he's apologizing uh, to Onion, saying that he should have left. Right. He don't know why he left. And it was more like he said, ego. Uh, yeah. He wouldn't have left. It would. I'm using the movie because I said I still have to go deeper into how much of that's true in that in the movie. Yeah, he he would have killed everybody. His 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 idea was good. Right. Execution wasn't the best. 
Right. Um, I, I I really like that letter. There's a lot of there's a lot of good in there. You agree with him about Frederick? He he was very influential. All right. I just don't think he was depicted in the movie well. Well, you you know what? There's in the TV series. There's a lot that goes into making someone influential, though. You have to learn. You have to you have to grow. You have to. No one starts off as a as a leader. I mean, they say there's born leaders, but you have to work your way to that position. Right. Um, what else did he have in here? There was one other thing that he had in here that I really liked. Uh, oh yeah, it's old white men running everything. Listen, I was going to say this on one of the early the pod, our first podcast that was uh, that had to do with the uh, storming of the Capitol building. Um, the change isn't won't come from old people because old people are set in their ways. Even though that those people that are in power right now are part of that '60s generation that should be making changes, the more, like I said this before, the more luggage you have, the harder it is to move. And old people have lots of luggage. I'm already. This is. I'm at at 55. I'm the last of what. Of what I'm going to be so rigid in the next few years. Would I be able to make change? It's the youth that's going to make that change. And yeah, you brought up Obama, but he had to go up against old white people again. But there is change, and but it ha- we have to have some younger people mixed in with that group of older people. Right. Uh, I, I, I agree so much on this, but it's not going to happen from leaders that are in their 70-plus years. Uh, yes, they have experience, but those would be, you know, those are called elders. And they would be great to have to, uh, for a president to have to go to to get some perspective on changes that they want to make. But those people aren't the ones making the changes. Biden is not going to make the changes. Since we're on the topic of America, um, Rand Foots. Uh, hello, my good people. It's the nigga with the slave name is back, Rand Foots. <laughs> this email is directed at Andy Steinberg. You say that America was the greatest country in the world about two podcasts ago. Aries, you try to get him to understand some shit, but it doesn't work half the damn time. LOL. I can name a number of things that can dispute Andy's claim. America is not great. No health care for many people, poverty-stricken communities. There's lack of opportunities and a harder climb for minorities. This is the country of greed. I work at a shipping company, and people are contracting COVID around me left and right. Greed consumes this country, and blood is being spilt. What makes America great? Answer me that, in caps, Mr. Steinberg. The government, I'm going to start saying that when people say Mr. Steinberg, the way dude used to say in the Matrix, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> so let me give it a test run. Answer me that, Mr. Steinberg. Like it. Yeah. The government argued about the stimulus money, money that is ours any damn way. And they were bickering back and forth for 600 funky-ass dollars. They living, they're, they living in wealth, basking in it, and us essential workers have to combat this shit daily. No hazard pay, nothing. So you said that America can't afford to give everyone health care, but they can explore the solar system, NASA. They put money in defense building, but yet they lose fools. But yet these loose... But yet... But let these those fools run into the Capitol... That's another discussion to be had. Homelessness. But you have a White House with many rooms. Greatest country, my ass. In a minute, they will charge us for breathing air. I hope you read this, Aries, because damn it, when our boy was saying that shit, I wanted to jump into the phone and smack some fucking sense into Mr. Steinberg. I like him, but damn, LOL, the justice system fails my fellow black people. But yet this is the greatest country? Yeah, the fuck right. The nigga with the slave name, Rand Foots, has spoken. And Rand, since you a slave, nigga don't speak so openly and so bluntly. Um, now let me go back into the society where I have to worry about dodging stray bullets, intentional bullets, white privilege, and nigga's side eyes. I like that. I bid you adieu. Nigga, how you learn a word like a do? Um, this podcast is still the shit. Sorry for being long-winded, but I haven't wrote in a while. Peace and blessing. Ren Foots. All right. I'm going to let you answer this for me. Me? Yeah. Uh-oh. Did I, did I say that America was the greatest country? You said it had potential. That's all I said. Right. I never said it was the greatest country. I made it a point to say it has the potential to be. To be. But that doesn't make it the greatest country. Right. So now, for all the people that listen, when I said right now, that's not what I said. 
this is what I said. It has the potential to be. There's a difference. It's- but, but then that's why I said potential unrealized at some point becomes a bust. So if, how much longer are we going to hold on to potential before we're considered a bust? That's what I, what uh, Keith said though, when I tried to tell you that story about baseball. It, it's three for seven. I mean, three for ten. Is, is that better than a lot of other uh, places that are hitting one for ten? Two for ten? Right. Does it still have the potential? Does it still? And I said this. If it isn't going to get to where it needs to go, then we have to blow it up. And when I say blow it up, I don't want anybody calling uh, the uh, – yeah. Secret Service and saying I'm I'm blowing it up. I mean, yeah, we gotta, we here we for gotta, Andy we gotta Steinberg. P L L P. We are here for the. Well, no, I can't do that voice because that's the militant nigga. That's the nigga that would be helping you blow it up. <laughs> nigga, hand me that syntax and that uh, I don't know the ingredients to a bomb. That alcohol and some of that orange juice. But that's the dude who would leave me in the room with the bomb while he ran afterwards. <laughs> Matter of fact, do me a favor. Hold this bomb. I got to go make a phone call. Check on one of my hoes. Uh, the other thing you said that I said in here uh, is that we couldn't afford health care. We can afford health care. Um, I don't know how I said it. I, I don't remember how I put it. We can afford health care. We don't spend money correctly. And it is our money. And when you said that about getting more money, but it isn't our money, that 2000 or 600 it's actually going to be our kids' money. Because the problem with all this money that everybody keeps saying, this is their money and they're free, this is the, they deserve this money. Listen, I think everybody should be getting, I think they should have put, uh, I don't know how they could have done this. I, I think our, our billing, the way we're paying our bills, the way things are happening, I wish there was some kind of moratorium they could have put on on how we pay right now. The money should go to the people that need the money. Not everybody needs that two thousand dollars. Some people need more than that, and we should be able to get money to people that need more than that. But let me ask you something: How much do you think we should get? If you had to be in charge of the dollar amount, how much do you think we should get? Well, I don't know how much we should get, but here, here's here's one of the things with unemployment, and people were making more money being on unemployment, and you've heard this from. some of the people, you, have you heard this? From About some of the unemployment? People, for, for like for some of the clubs that the, the employees didn't come back because they would have lost their unemployment had they started their job again. And it was actually they were making more money on unemployment. Yeah, I don't know what unemployment means. <laughs> so uh, we need to get the right amounts to the right people. Uh, that would be a starter because what's happening with this money and all these bailouts that we do and all this money that comes in. Someone has to pay for it, and it's going to be paid for through inflation because we're just printing up this money. It's not like we have this trillion dollars. Uh, I'm not saying that the, – and the public definitely deserves the money. The billionaire class has too much money. Um, but you are allowed to keep what you earn. You get to, you get to eat what you, what you kill. That's how this, this system is set up. But the loopholes that we allow for taxation is where the money's lost. So can we do it? Yes, we can. Can we do it for the world? No, we can't. And that's one of the reasons I'm saying we need to start here at home and we need to take care of ourselves with the tax money that comes in and we need to redistribute it in a different way. Give me a dollar amount, you boy. Well, for me, it's different how much I need every month. Let's just assume everybody was like you. What do you think is fair? I, I don't know what everybody needs. Because six hundred dollars wouldn't help. What would do people. it for you? My my bills every month without Tara's help. Without my bills every month, without having let's let's put it this way: without having, um, without sharing an, uh, rent with someone, without sharing a car payment with someone, I need about between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars a month to pay my bills and live. But these stimulus checks are just one time, right? One time. Yeah. See, even that doesn't do it. Even if they gave you five thousand. That's not enough. But that's why I said I wish there was some kind of I wish they could figure a way to make moratoriums on payments. Like not having to pay, not worrying about your electric bill right now would be important. Not paying, not being able to not pay your rent. If you this, you know when I said about getting to the people they needed, if you really couldn't pay your rent, that there would be some way that you could go to your landlord and go, I'm filing section 717 and uh, you just send my my payment 
to whatever agency. But see, this is the problem. It creates an agency, and that's more money. Let me, let me just say this. But to, your rent would be paid for. Hey, hey, let me, let me as, as we talked about um, on last Wednesday's podcast about the whole Trump, his people debacle, capital, all of that. When the guy said the email, this is not about a race thing. It's about the people versus the government. Now let me take the race factor out of it. If the government really decided to give motherfuckers $600 or even 2000 and say that's all you get, and people left and right at a ridiculous pace, black and white and Asian and Latino, everybody started getting evicted because they couldn't pay their rent and everybody was facing homelessness, then you might see motherfuckers storm the Capitol, the people versus the government. And I'm not going to sit here and condone that, but God damn it. Well, what else you going to do? That's kind of what the government said. You couldn't evict anybody. But what if, I'm just saying, what if they said, no, nah, fuck that. And landlords could evict you. No, I, that would be, that would obviously there would be more blood on the streets and that's what changed things. All right. But what I was, what I'm saying is instead of just giving everybody a blanket at $600, what if you could say the government said, okay, we're going to take on your rent for this amount of time, for X amount of time to get through this. They for should the people be that need saying it. that. Uh, they should be saying that. I- I'm not saying they shouldn't be. So I- that's why I'm saying fuck potential. But when you, when you try, like I just said, if we did that, then you have to start another, uh, there's another uh, head of uh, pain. Everything causes, there, there's more issues that come from everything we do. I don't. I, I'm. I'm a comedian. I don't know how to fix that. I just have a better. I, I know that there's a better idea. We haven't figured it out. But what would be best? And I hate to say this because this is. This sounds very Trumpish in a way. The best thing was to get to the vaccine the fastest to get this done because this is obviously we see that we're we're having another. Uh, what, what is it? The uh, COVID transformed. It's what what is it called when when it changes? Uh, there's a word for it. Well, COVID changed, and there's another strain of this COVID now. We have to get this under control. The longer it goes on, the more the more the, the uh, COVID will change, and the more um, strains that will be out there. The sooner, the better that we can get this under control. But that's where the effort, one of the, the biggest effort, has to go to, because until we can get that, this whole world is is on hold. Um, Sean. What up, Ebony and Ivory? Uh, appreciate the pandemic entertainment. It's gotten me through many of my long work days. Just wanted to let you guys know on the episode last week where the pizza gave you the bubble guts, I was listening in my car. When you said the quarterback is toast, I laughed. Then Andy said that one stunk. I subconsciously immediately cracked the window. <laughs> <laughs> When I realized I did that, <laughs> when I realized I did it, it made it so much more funny. But I got to give Andy credit on his subconscious breakthrough. I don't know the episode, but you guys went back and forth for almost an hour about the original people of this planet. You were saying they were black, and Andy would say they were not black. They were brown. This went on for almost the entire podcast. Then out of frustration, you guys ended it. Fast forward to the black militant brother who wrote in last week about your top five black women, black women in the 90s. Andy responded to him and said, the original people of the world are black. We all know that. So kudos to him making baby steps. Looking forward to seeing you guys back on the road when Michigan opens back up. Signing off, Gizzy Gillespie. Yeah. Did he listen to that whole episode, though? Okay. You don't want to just leave it? (laughs) Take the compliment, nigga. (laughs) But there was a purpose to that other episode. There was a purpose out of there. <laughs> there was <music laughs> From Lawrence Beaton. Crazy dream of mine. 
Hey, Aries, I love the podcast. I saw you in San Antonio, Texas in 2018. I was a young black man, 24, in parentheses, who freaked the fuck out when you were in the audience of the club as I walked in. I sent you this question a couple years back, and I'm not sure if it was on the pod or not, so I figured I'd ask again. Anyways, I had a, I have a crazy dream of mine, and it's to be a professional wrestling talent. I know that I can't be a wrestler because I don't have the height or build they would want. Plus, I ain't trying to get hurt, but I know I could be a manager or a commentator on television. Oh, oh God. In parentheses, Bobby the Brain, Heenan, Jimmy Hart, etc. Anyways, I want to follow this dream, but I feel like it's not a reality. My dad supports the dream, but my mom doesn't. My mom wants me to continue my education and get my master's, but I want to chase this dream. What should I do? Both of y'all's thoughts. Much love to you and Steinberg. It's crazy to see how much the listeners and community have grown. Keep up the content. Lawrence. Lawrence, you know me, baby. I'm never going to tell you not to pursue your dreams, nigga. Uh, Maybe Eric Venable will. Uh, (laughs) Maybe as you practice your moves in the basement this nigga will stand over your garage and shake your garage so you skip on some of your moves um listen and i get it mothers are doing what mothers are supposed to do tell you to be practical get your education look at it as something to maybe fall back on give your senses give yourself a certain sense of security blah 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 uh, and you can't blame her for that. She's your mother. Mothers always want to see you uh, try to put yourself in the best position. Um, and your dad feels like he's doing what a dad is supposed to do, even though I know that could be the reverse, too, in terms of the roles. But your dad is a dude. He seems like a real dude's man. Wrestling is a real man's thing. And he wants to see you win. Uh, hey, bro, go for it, baby. Go for it. You could always go back and get your education. Um Go for it, man. Fuck that. I'm, I'm, yeah. My question is, though, what are you doing right now that you can't do both? Yeah, that's a good question. Because if you're not, if you have the ability to do both, or if you have desire to do both, why not do both? Why not do both right now? I don't know where you are, but if you you don't start off becoming a professional wrestler, right? You, there's things that you have to do, so you can work for, through all those. I don't know where you're at, but I know that. Um, I wish I could remember the dude's name, but he's kind of, he's a real popular dude right now. And yes, I need some Ginkgo Biloba. I don't there remember his name. Uh, I can remember Ginkgo Biloba, though. That's pretty good. That's yeah. Um, God, I wish I could remember his name. He isn't the ideal size. You can't win. <laughs> You've seen him. You know how strong he is. Uh, if it's what you want to do, there's no reason not to do that. Plus... And this is where uh, I'll say this about what Bill Burr said. Um, he said, anybody who wanted to be in entertainment, uh, there's a job for you in entertainment. If that's what you want to do, it's not necessarily going to be the job that you uh, had in your head that you wanted to do. Not everybody's going to be uh, a comedian or an actor or you know have that, that fame position. But there's work in there. If, that, if, if you want to be close to it, if you want to be around it, it's always there. So if that, like you said, if that's what you want... You could pursue it, and this little angel is going to whisper in your ear. He's going to say, get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. Hey, one more round. I ain't here no bell. But there's work, so you got to decide. I mean, you could make your mom happy, and there's no, there's no shame in that, because I don't know what your age is, but you could do both right now. Do both, and if one pops off, then you know what direction yeah. you should be going in. Fight this nigga hard. Don't lay down for this spook. What you did before, that was beautiful, kid. If you want to blow this thing for this cunt, ah, blow it, with you? Go for it, man. You know what I mean? If he dies, he dies. Well, you know, there's people that, <clears throat> there's people that, I know plenty of successful people that had to work two jobs to become successful. Right. So if one job is going to school and the other job is following your dream, <clears throat> You can do those two jobs. Yeah, man. You know, no matter how. Listen, man. uh, Again, one of my favorite quotes. uh, Being broke is hard. Becoming rich is hard. Choose your heart. You know what I mean? To accomplish your dreams is hard. To not accomplish your dreams and live a mundane, regular life is hard. Choose your heart, baby. Go for it. That Jim Carrey shit's good, too. 
His was a little bit more eloquent. So I don't remember it. Well, that's what he talks about his dad. Yeah. 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 Um, Craig Clark, emasculation. No doubt, my nigga. Oh, wait. Okay, he said that part. Uh, oh, God. Woo. Finally, something's happened to me right in front of my face, and I just can't hide it. Finally. Remember that song? You got the love. All right. <laughs> the way I feel about Oh! This reminds me. Baby, okay, now I'm going to have to read your email ass. Cece, I found your song. That's the song? That's it. It was by Cece Peniston. That's a real artist. Yeah. So, again, not everybody can get a song because I, I got to find a perfect song. Shamor, you have my Shamor. Farah. CC, I got your song. Let me read this email and get to you. You'll be our last one. God damn. CC, doing the most from fucking. What part of that is that Ohio I like? Columbus. And she's pretty too, nigga. All right, let me let me get to this. Bro, I feel you on that bullshit about women trying to make black men into hoes. That a bullshit. <laughs> You know that's going to sound good in the Asian voice. <laughs> Bro, I feel you on that bullshit about women trying to make black men into hoes. That a bullshit. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, just... it makes sense. It racially racist, stereotypically <laughs> makes sense. Hidden agenda by white folk. I'm a big black niggas from H-Town. Oh, Yi Len. Hidden agenda by white folk. I'm big black niggas from H-Town. Wow. You know how we get down. T-shirt, jeans. Oh, yeah, bro. We rock Tim's too, bro. But the Astro 50. Please, bro, keep knocking those bullshit, fake shit comments down. A man is a man and a girl is a girl. We don't see a gay gay. God made them, you see. I say, God, I feel you and all that on your God issue. I get the same mysteries bullshit answer, bro. God only helped the pastor, no one else. Tell Andy, and now he puts all this in caps. I feel him. He's my God. Just be himself. And when he say what he say, stop going back and forth. Stick to what he feels. Please read this on the podcast. Love y'all show, bro. Number one fan. If I was wit, what if I was wit, when that fight, I would got down with you, bro. Much love out of H Town. Let me tell you something, man. I'm glad this nigga is nice, and not your prison nigga, cause you giving up that Jew ass, nigga. Hey, Jew nigga, my dick out, overbend, cheek spread. Me enter you now. <laughs> This nigga is this nigga is the Hulk nigga. He is the Black Hulk. When we're puny guy. When we're in Houston next? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but nigga, I don't know if we have a choice. Welcome Houston nigga. Andy, shorts down, legs spread, cheeks out. I'm entering your temple, nigga. Whew. Last one. By a new girl. With the song. This is from Cece. Finally, it's happened to me, and my face cannot hide it. Finally, you got love. Way I feel about you, man, about the world. I like when you start to forget the words. Oh, always, nigga. I can't remember <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, I'm gonna read this one. Uh, okay, fuck it. She, got, she wrote two, but I didn't know if I wanted to read this one because this is her about Mookie being a um, a Trump supporter. But I ain't got but shit. Two, two of these motherfuckers left. So, oh, I can't find her other one. You all right? Yeah, you got that yawning shit yeah, going man. on? Damn, you old nigga, man. All right, so I guess I have no choice. Uh, yeah, because this is it. All right, so fuck it. Here we go. CC, 
Happy New Year. Sorry it took me some time to get back to you. Holidays were crazy, but also had to move to another state. So I am just now getting all settled in. Haven't forgotten about you and will love for you to come on our podcast sometime soon. I know. Oh, shit. I swear my fucking. Mm. I know you're a busy man. So are we, so we are willing to work with your schedule. Let me know if you. Let me skip ahead because I'm reading the wrong shit. Oh, fuck me. That's the old one. Okay. Fuck it. I'm sorry, CC. Hey, Aries and Andy. Man, thanks for the shout out on Thursday podcast and for reading my email as well. Definitely can say I am one of the ladies holding down ANA, holding ANA down and always tell people about the podcast. I heard you mention Battle Rapper Murder Mook in recent episodes, and I'm a huge Battle Rap fan. Actually do Battle Rap podcasts. Did I read this? I don't think so. This is feeling familiar, but okay. Rap battle, rap battle, rap podcast on iTunes and caffeine called Let's Talk Battle Rap. And my guys, France and Vlad, I think I did read this though. No, I don't think so. Really? Monday through Thursdays, 10.30 a.m. to noon Eastern. Yes, shameless plug. I know, LOL. We all listened to the podcast and found it dope you knew one of the battle rap gods. However, I read, I heard you mention part of the interview Recent interview during Drink Champs, you talked about the DMX story. However, I don't know if you listened to the whole episode, but he, along with another battle rap legend, Loaded Lux, talk about how they are Trump supporters. I am telling you, Aries, it will make your blood pressure go up. Now, I know you hate Trump with a passion, as I do, uh, but I wanted to tell you this and ask you if that changes your mind. I know you have said in the past that black Trump supporters are coons. Would you keep that same energy for Mook and Lux? Oh, shit. She's putting me to the fire. Just wanted to hear your take on that. Regardless, thanks again for the love. Hope Andy is getting better after catching the coronavirus. Cardi B voice. Coronavirus. <laughs> also, I know you get many of these requests every day, but we would love to have you on a podcast someday, even if it's for 15 minutes, where you get to talk about your favorite battle rappers or MCs in the game. Many of your listeners love your podcast. Finally, it's happened to me right in front of my face, and I just can't hide it. Finally, you got the love. All right. Um, CC, that why would you do that to me? Um, <sighs> gotta separate the artist from damn, the art, man. Damn, damn, damn. And the crazy thing is, I know Murder Mook and Loaded Lux. I got both of them in my cell phone. I've talked to both of them. I have nothing but respect for both of them as hard hitting, hard hitting pipe niggas. Uh, they, they, they are, they're incredible MCs. Um, so I don't want to disrespect them by calling them coons. I don't know, but why? I'm just like a disappointed black mom. Why? I, I feel like I'm Ricky's mom in Boys in the Hood and both my sons as Ice Cube. Why you hit me? What you hit me for? Why you hit me? Um, damn. Damn, damn, damn. I didn't see the interview. I would love to know, not that it would make a difference to me, because ultimately I feel how I feel, but I would like to know why they support Trump. What is it? Why? But I'm not going to call them coons, baby. I, 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 you know, damn, damn. That's it. Yeah. Can't you hear the disappointment and the yeah, silence? I, I can hear it, but it, it's there are reasons, obviously, other than race, that people support Trump. Well, could you could you just do me a favor, though? Yes. Am I a Trump supporter? You? Yes. No. Okay. Just so that the people can hear this before I say right. what I'm about to say next, because what I'm about to say next is going to get me. I'm a Trump supporter. Right. There's other reasons why people have supported Trump. There's reasons that I, some of the agenda that Trump has done, I support wholeheartedly. Right. But he is not, his rhetoric is so divisive, even before what happened, that I could know, I, I couldn't support him, regardless if his policy was good, because I felt he was detrimental to 
uh, the country just based on how divided he created the, the divide that he created and on um, whether people like this or not and, and the media helped create. Right. I thought we needed to go in a different direction, but there are policies that he has that are strong that benefit people in this country. Uh, a lot of people in this country, not just the rich right. and probably a lot of it might not even benefit the rich. He gave a lot of breaks to the rich in taxes. Here we go, though. You can't be mad at someone because they it, it fits their agenda. Uh, I, I, they have other. I, I think the the better question would be to ask them why they support Trump instead of. That's what I'm saying. That's what I would like to know. But like I also said, it ain't gonna make no difference to me. No, it won't. But maybe it will. It, it will give you a different uh, uh, strategy when you talk to someone about Trump. Right. So let's right. leave it at that. All right. Um. We got to get ready to put some water on these buttocks because uh, we got a show. We got to get ready. Uh, so we did all the. I just forgot about buttocks. Buttocks! <laughs> um, but, but, <laughs> buttocks! All right. All right, y'all, before we sign off, this is from Beat. I want to say Distillery. Um, Beat Distillery. Uh, his Instagram is not underscore so underscore fresh underscore podcast. IG is beat underscore distillery spelled D-E-S-T-I-J-L-L-E-R-Y. Or his inst- he has two Instagrams. Another one is underscore D-S-T-I-J-L underscore. Um... The Not So Fresh Podcast, YouTube, Beat Distillery, YouTube. It's Beat, B-E-A-T, D-E-S-T-I-J-I-L-L-E-R-Y. Enjoy. This is called Loving Kin. Feel it, baby.